What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Blog Talk Radio. Wrestling Authority Radio with your host, Jeff Blue, Chaotic Katie, the Dean of Wrestling Referees, Steve Kane, and Sadistic Sean David. Lock and load, wrestling fans. It's time for War! everyone to another loaded edition of Wrestling Authority Radio. This is war. You are live inside the ER. I am Sadistic Sean David along with my co-host. The Dean of Wrestling Referee Steve Kane. And Katie and is, she's uh, in the green. Uh, yes. Ah, um, tonight okay. we okay. will be joined by the legendary wrestling tag team known the world around as the Rock and Roll Express. We will have Ricky Morton and hopefully Robert Gibson with us live here tonight. And without any further ado, our female co-host, well, at least one of the two. Me? <laughs> the reason why this show will never, ever, ever be a bag of dicks. Katie, Katie, we already have one in queue, boss. All right, ladies well. and gentlemen, please welcome the woman responsible for getting us the Rock and Roll Express here tonight. Oh, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, she is one of the best wrestling promoters in the state of Tennessee. Her name, Miss Tina Gantz. Hey, oh, guys, thank you. Thank you. Thanks for coming out, oh. Tina. Great to have you. Thank oh, right you. Now, I have to screen. You now. know, last, last week in Memphis, Tennessee, uh, the rock group Kiss played. But huh. oh, I want wow. to tell you guys, that is not the reason I've been singing the tune. I'm going to rock and roll all night and party every day this week. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think I think you know what I'm going to say next. Um, <laughs> folks, Friday night, this coming Friday night, we have got the WWE Hall of Fame. Uh, Robert Gibson, Ricky Morton, they're going to be joining us at SCWA Championship Wrestling. Uh, the Rock and Roll Express, and, you know, I, I think I've just told you guys, I, I have to brag about these guys every time I mention their name because they are wonderful. 
Uh, if, yes. you, if you've never, ever, ever had a chance to see these guys, um, I invite each and every one out uh, this coming Friday night to SPWA Championship Wrestling to watch these guys do their thing. Um, and you mentioned earlier, uh, you mentioned earlier that I was responsible, you know, for getting these guys on the show tonight. Uh, true, but not true. I put the word to uh, the owner of SPWA Championship Wrestling, who is Alan Stone, and uh, he calls he calls Ricky up. You know, they're they're good friends and everything. He calls Ricky up and he says, uh, you know, how about it? And Ricky said, well, sure, you know, uh, you know, I'll, I'll do this for you, Alan. So. Uh, and then Alan passes the word on to me, and I said, "Oh yeah, you know that's what I'm talking about." So hopefully, hopefully we're going to have Robert join us Pillsy as well, and he's holding right. classes tonight. So if he gets if he gets those guys, you know, trained and bumped and beaten, bruised and out of there by let's say nine o'clock, he's going to join the broadcast too. Absolutely, that's that's awesome. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Well, it is time to rock and roll. Ladies and gentlemen, this is my privilege and my honor to introduce a member of the WWE Hall of Fame and member of legendary wrestling tag team, the Rock and Roll Express. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Ricky Morton. All right, guys. Thank you very much. What a what a introduction. Hey, Ricky Morton. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Thank you, you Ricky. Ahead. Thank you very much. Ricky, uh, one of the first things I want to talk to you about tonight, uh, because this seems to be a lost art form, and when I broke into the business in 2003, 2003 is when I started training, uh, there was was something that was taught to me very early on, and it's sit down and watch Ricky Morton's tape and watch the way Ricky Morton sells. All right, cool. Hey, I'm sorry. I'm not trying. I'm laughing at the dog barking in the background. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, he uh, wants to say, no, Ricky Morton, that's, uh, uh, that's, that's my crazy bruise. I'm sorry. I got, I got, no, no, it's cool. I got dogs, too. And uh, this <laughs> happens uh, more than once. On, you know, I have a podcast, too. At, uh, <laughs> School of Morton podcast. And, oh, gosh. We get well, some see, they're showing their appreciation for Ricky Morton. All right. <laughs> well, thank you, guys. Uh, yeah, you know, <laughs> what, uh, well, now where are y'all at? Us? Oh, me? Uh, I'm, I'm, wait, me first, ahead, me Katie. first, I'm the lady. I'm in Canada, I'm in Toronto, Ontario, nice big uh, mecca for wrestling here, too. Oh, yeah, I've wrestled there before. You know, oh, years oh. ago, I did, I, I did a sitcom with <laughs> Lyle Azedo, and we filmed it in Toronto. I know who that, I know who that is. Beg your pardon. I know who loves Hello. Wow. Hello there. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Young Kelly. All right. Great. <laughs> well, come on. I, I was getting back to what I was saying. Uh, if Go anybody ahead. out there wants to get in touch, you can look me up on Instagram on the babyface Ricky Morton, uh, yep. the school of Morton on, on Facebook, and then, uh, you know, then. Uh, Ricky Morton on another Facebook. You know, but you was asking me earlier uh, about Sullen. You know, our Sullen's a lost art in our business, but it's what yes. you. It's what got you over. And it, it wasn't a part yes. about Sullen. It's a part about me making the people believe what happened to me really did. And I did mm-hmm. a good job at that. How's that? Yes, you did. Uh, 
you yes. you you you've always been one of the best. Oh, and uh, now with this is the man who was uh, responsible ultimately for uh, getting Ricky on here tonight, uh, Alan Stone. Alan, welcome. Thank you for doing this for us. We really really appreciate it. Thank you. Oh uh, no problem. Thanks for coming out. Thanks for coming out, oh, sir. Yes, sir. Um, no, no problem. I heard you. I heard you saying you, you, you know, you'd like to have them on. So I just, you know, I called up Ricky and uh, Robert. And I Alex called Robert. Stone. Called Rick. Yes, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, he called me earlier. And said he was Vince McMahon. I told him I couldn't make tonight. Wrong. But then he calls me back. Hey. It tells me it was Mike Smackdown. <laughs> I can't do that. I'm going to be a poker yeah. I can't hey, you know Ricky, you know Ricky you put me up to that. I mean, Robert put me up to that, Ricky. Oh, damn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, Ellen, you know, what, what I was what saying, though, Ellen wanted me to... wanted me to make SmackDown Friday night. I told him I couldn't. I'm in Pocahontas, Tennessee. So, uh... <laughs> I'm, uh no, guys, I'm looking forward. If you out there listening all over the country, all over the world, uh, we're going to be down in Hardeman County, down there in Pocahontas. Uh, Al, let me ask you something. Yes, big yes. battle there. You know, I, I'm a history buff. And then yeah. in Pocahontas, I don't know if you know this or not, they had a big Civil War battle there over I the Davis Bridge. That. Did you know that? Yeah. I'm Canadian. I'm Canadian. Educate me. <laughs> oh, okay. When I feel he had to stop. Hey, this is I can't really educate you because this is about when Alan was in his teenage days in the Civil War. No, I'm now, just wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm just teasing. But no, but you had a big Civil War there. So I guess it was over a bridge, Davis Bridge, I guess, you know, trying right. to get across. But I I just uh I see that, but we're gonna be in Pocahontas. I, lo- I just love that name, Pocahontas. Me too. I don't know about y'all. Oh yeah, I think it's cool as heck. I like to introduce you to my girlfriend, Pocahontas. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> that is Sacagaw- I like Sacagawea as well. It's fun to say Sacagawea. What do I wear? Never mind. I'm, you know what? I'm just you know what for a change. I'm gonna be cute, sit over here, and be quiet. <laughs> Uh, now, Ricky, you, you said it best that uh, you made the people believe. And, you know, I'm sure that you and Robert are teaching it the right way. Um, but there are a lot of people out there that aren't. And there, there are guys out there that will kick out a 20 million finishers. And it's like, why? Why do, you need to, okay. why do we need to kick out a 20 finishers? Like, this, this blows my I'll mind. I, I, and I got I, where you're going. See, in order in our business. Yeah. To work on top, you got to first thing you got to do is understand what our business is about. Uh, right. I meet a lot of people that think they know, but they don't know. Uh, right. I've been around, uh, but I've been in this business all my life. You know, it used to be a sacred business, but it isn't. Yes, yeah, it did. Uh, and and like you were telling part, me right? earlier, you know, it's and guys, listen to me. I run a Russell School, and I know it ain't what you do; it's how you do it. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, when I'm selling, I can sell one punch better than I can 47 of them. I can sell one right. kick better than I can 65 of them. Uh, right. But it's – go ahead. No, no, it's your show. You go ahead. No, no, we're, we're listening. I know. You go ahead. Stock. 
<laughs> I'm, I'm being educated here. So. I, I, you're you're right. absolutely right because if you do, it's like it's like if you have more than one low blow on a card. I hate seeing it okay. because it's like you just took all the drama out of the first low blow. All the the whole impact of the first low blow you just took away because you went out there and decided you were going to do one two matches later. <laughs> I'm get. Well, you know what I tell guys? They ask me a lot. Do I would I watch watch your match? And uh, and normally when I go out, I watch all the matches anyway. But the guy comes back and asks me, "How was my match?" I says, "Well, did you watch the match before you?" He says, "No." I said, "You should have. Y'all just did the rerun." You know, they do all the same spots. <laughs> <laughs> me. You know, I still. They said, you still do a Hurricane Corona? I said, yeah, I can, but I done seen it 12 times tonight. Why should I do it? Can you still dive out of the rope? Yes, I can. But you know what I do that's different? Is what do I you grab do? a wrestling hoe. <laughs> I grab a headlock. That's different. You, you hear me? <laughs> I'm serious. Yep. Amen no, but, to that. Amen. I love uh, me a good headlock. you know what? I still Go on ahead. I said, I still... Uh, I still love my business. I still enjoy it. I still love performing. I love entertainment and entertaining, I mean. But, uh, you know, guys, it's just, uh, you know, I'm 63 years old. I've been wrestling for 46 years. Wow. And I I love it just as much. I I love it just as much as my first match is the one I want to have this Friday night in Pocahontas, Tennessee. And wow. Hello out right there. Did we go hey, dead? I will say. No, no, we're here. Go ahead, Alan. I will say something. I will say something about Ricky. You know, he, his daddy was. Uh, I got to meet him a little bit through my dad. His daddy was a uh, was a great guy. And uh, I did a match with uh, Ricky one night, and he come around there and he said, "Now, Alan, you know I love the business." And I said, "Yeah." We were setting up for a chair shot, and I said, "Oh, I understand it completely." He said, "You know what I'm going to do?" I said, "Oh yeah, I'm ready for it." Believe me, he still knows how to throw a chair pretty good. And it wasn't much pull on it either. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, that worked. I, uh, I really got you. Now, who uh, – I'm sorry, the gentleman I'm talking to besides Alan, what's your name? My name is Sean. Yeah. Now, where are you yeah. from, Sean? I am from uh, about two hours south of Chicago. Oh, cool. I was little just itty in bitty Marion, town Indiana. called Crewe, Illinois. Oh, really? I was in uh, Marion, Indiana last Saturday night. Mm. And, uh, you know, I'm up, in, I'm up in that area a lot. Uh, Indiana, Illinois, <clears throat> still a. Oh, well, we was just in Chicago not long ago. But, uh, right. Yeah, fun, funny guys, you mentioned that, Ricky. Uh, if, if I can cut in here real quick, because you and I met many, many years ago. Um, in the uh, um, mid late nineties, at a place called Stay Out All Night. Oh, I remember to stay out. I, yeah, I was I was with Whitney yeah. City Wrestling. We were working in the north suburbs. You were with WCW um, at the time. You I think were part of the York Foundation. Um, yeah. And so, and so it was. And um, so you were there. Um, uh, let's see here. I'm trying to 
trying to think now. Um, Jerry Taylor was there. Um, Matt Bourne was there. Later on, uh, Paulie showed up. Because um, you guys had been in Milwaukee, I think. And, and Was um, Brian Pillman there? Came out. No, Brian was not there, unfortunately. Yeah, I used to go there. I, I went there with him one night, me and him did. I, but I went to stay out club many, many times. That was all like, boy, that was a lot of wild yeah. shit happening in there. And, yeah. But, uh, <laughs> well, I let Bill know that we're going to be on tonight. I don't know if he's uh, listening or not. He's uh, gone through some uh, real bad health situations over the last year. Who's so, there? Um, Mr. Bill. Mr. Bill Appleton. No, our ring announcer, Bill Rabinette, who wants to stay No, because when this show mentions Mr. Bill, it means Mr. Bill after, because I can't say it just, okay, i got to concentrate. Bill after. I yeah, I talked to, talk to Bill after. <laughs> I love I talked to Bill after today, as a matter of fact, on the phone. And uh, <laughs> he was... He was wanting me to do a pot, his podcast, but I'm on a, I'll be on the road tomorrow. So, uh, yeah. and everything, I'm headed towards Nashville, Tennessee. But guys, it's I, listen to me. I'm not trying to cut you short or nothing, but I, it's a different time zone, and I have to be with my son at nine thirty, and uh, to pick him up from his class. But I want to tell you, thank you. I hope, Alan. I hope next time we do this right here. I, uh, you tell me, you you remind me that we're on different time zones. Well, okay. yeah, it didn't uh, it didn't it didn't uh, it didn't run through my mind until you mentioned it. Well, it didn't mind either. You know, I was just thinking. Yeah. But uh, but like, but I'm again. We're gonna be Friday night. We're gonna be in uh, Pocahontas, Tennessee. Y'all get a chance to come out and see us if you're around that area and listening. But. Uh, and remember one thing, I love this business, and if the music's too loud, you're probably uh-huh. getting too damn old. All right? Too damn old. That's what I say. Uh, I'm, I'm 45, and I'm, I'm still listening to my music full tilt, okay? So, yeah, and I don't care who knows it and who cares. Yeah. Well, I'm 61, <laughs> so, I'm, so I'm, in, I'm in the Ricky's bracket, and I'm black. Gentlemen, hey. y'all have a good yeah. night. You, you, you guys have a, good, you have a good night. Thank, thank you, Ricky. Thanks for coming out. Ricky, you and Robert have safe travels. Yes. Yeah. So. I didn't even think about that. Wait. Go ahead, Schreiber. Go ahead, Dom. I'm going to take another moment because this guy was so great that I'm going to play this one more time Ladies and gentlemen, we lost one of the greatest big men that this business has ever seen in King Kong Bundy. And uh, I I was devastated to get the news. I'm actually on vacation right now in Chicago and got hit with that uh, Monday or Tuesday night. 
You gave it to me and at 1.06 a.m. I think it was Tuesday morning. And I, I, I was just, I was devastated um, because yeah. what a lot of people don't know is I'm a promoter myself, and King Kong Bundy had been a guy that had come down to the area where I run shows quite frequently and made them quite a bit of money. Yes. And Steve Kane yes, and did. I had talked about bringing <clears throat> Bundy back in as a future mystery guest to be a part of one of those events and induct him into our Hall of Fame, which we call the Icons of the Illinois Valley, which is honoring the men and women that paved the way for independent wrestling to be a part of that area for the last 26 years. So um, I, I was very devastated by the news. But there is other news that I wasn't here for last night that I need uh, relayed to me about the other people. Okay. Okay. Uh, Uh, Which do you want first? Well, I can give you two. They're not wrestling-related, but uh, Luke Perry in 90210 and uh, Riverdale, he passed away after a massive stroke at the age of 52. And the lead singer of Prodigy, he... um, I did see that one. Mental yeah. health took him, and that's all I'm going to say yeah. about that. And well, now, I Steve, there were people... wrestling-related people too, right? Okay, well, I know Katie, there were. If... I I did too. Katie, as far as Luke has... goes, her mm-hmm. son is the one that mm-hmm. just uh, signed with uh, AEW. So oh, there, wow! There is a to oh, Luke Perry. See what makes me. You know what? That makes me want to cry. Now he doesn't get to see his boy live his dream. That. That upsets me even more. I'm sorry. Luke Perry was like one of my first boyfriends ever. Okay. So. <laughs> uh, t- Steve, who were the other wrestling-related people? Okay. Uh, we okay. had something on so, Tim Hortons. So, um, so Harley Race um, has been diagnosed with uh, lung cancer. Remember so that? that looks like that happened. Um, <clears throat> Killer Tim Brooks is apparently um, rather ill. Um they're definitely saying that Howard Finkel is not doing well at the present time. I remember that. And, I, I did see that and, over and, the little uh, bit and, of news. Uh, okay, and Dick Byer, a.k.a. the uh, sensational intelligent destroyer in most parts of the world, here in the Midwest, we knew him as Dr. X. And uh, Ooh, he's apparently that. having some health battles. Wow. And 2019, we're only three months into 2019, and this is what's happened already. Oh I God! But I do have some good. I do have some good news. It's almost a warning, but still good news. Guess what, Sean? What? <laughs> I applied for for ID that'll let me cross the border. I'm coming, bitch. Oh. Huh? oh, oh, oh. Um. Well. Uh. Before we continue <laughs> with Tina. Before we continue with Tina and Alan Stone, I want to say um, for any promoter out there that doesn't think that Facebook advertising is oh a good idea, um, I'm, I'm here <laughs> to tell you otherwise, and Steve Kane's here to tell you otherwise. We started and, and I'm, a I'm, yeah. Facebook. And I'm here to tell you. I'm here to tell you. You need your head red because I'm telling you. Like our show, yeah, we we have a good show. We have a good listenership, but since we you know, you're able to boost posts on, on Facebook and everybody can see the page now. I mean, I'm I'm looking up about shit, shit, 
oh, wow, that person looked at our page? Oh, neat. You know, and then it'll tell me how many views and, and who looked at what and, and everything. And, yeah, I'm, my head's spinning. So, I'm uh, but Don't any promoter Facebook out stuff. there that does not think that it's a good idea to run a paid Facebook ad to promote mm-hmm. your event needs their head examined because C-Chain and I started a paid Facebook event uh, three or four weeks ago, mm-hmm. and it's already reached over 3,000 people as of this morning. Right. Saw that. Wow. Yeah. You, yeah. And we've spent, we've spent under $40. To reach yeah. three thousand people. I mean, and and that, and I mean, okay, Sean, I'm not kicking you in the face here right now. That means you're not hand. Well, if you still want it, you can still hand out the handbills. You can still go pay for your banners. Still go do radio, do radio. But you're going to be taking a lot out of your budget. Why not spend what a mere forty dollars? Did you say? And yep. use Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, and we, this is just it. And we didn't. We, yeah. When I when I started oh. running in 2009, okay. Facebook ads. Sorry, Katie. When I started no. running in 2009, Facebook ads weren't a thing. MySpace was still a thing. Facebook was just starting to gain popularity. Facebook ads started a couple of years back, and had I known about these when I was running in 2016 and 2017, I probably would have done them then, and may have sold out. Um, but hindsight's always twenty twenty. Now, mm. the smart thing is, um, I, I'm telling every promoter that I know, take $175. Don't do it your next show if your next show is in two weeks. Take some time. Let it go over a six- to eight-week period and spend $175 and see not only what it does for your company, but what it does for your checkbook. Right, mm-hmm. and your well, attendance. I agree with him on that one hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, Tina and Tina and myself have been running. What we start that one, Tina? Uh, four we weeks started, ago. Uh, we started about three three weeks ago, uh, doing the the pages, the invites, uh, of course, the boosting on on Facebook. Uh, we've also started Instagram, Twitter. Uh, you know any any kind of social media venue that we can that we can post on like indie icons uh, you know you never know who's looking and then exactly. people will will share from those pages you know to their mm-hmm. own page and then their friends will see mm-hmm. it and then they'll share and you know it's just like a big dumb effect yeah and they talk to friends 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 yeah yeah and i mean but, it's 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 either cheap or free you know, so why yeah. not do it? Yeah, why mm-hmm. not? Why not take advantage of it? I agree I was, with you. I, I wished I would have. Um, I don't have it in front of me because, uh, matter matter of fact, I'm at the building tonight, and uh, I, I I should have saved it, but I've got an update on my on my laptop at home, and I I believe one of the one of the the posts we started three and a half weeks ago was done hit like forty four hundred people, I believe. This pop, yeah. you know. And, I forgot how to ma- how many has has uh, liked it and uh, and shared it, but I, I I can't remember. I just I seen it I seen it this morning, and I should have brought a copy of it with me, and I could have told you. But, but I, it, I don't know how many. It works. If you if you take the time yeah, like today and, 
and put it out there, it, it, it's just about as good as doing radio spots. I think it's got like 600 shares. The last, I think, I think was 600 shares at least. Uh, because, I mean, they're just going full circle. Right. Mm. Yeah. Well, and that's, and that's what it takes. And nobody right. nobody yeah. gets that. Business doesn't have to be hard. It's it, it's okay. like, you know, I, I have promoters that aren't smart enough if they okay. have a venue that's serving alcohol to find out who the Miller and Budweiser distributors are so you can go get some banners made with Miller and Lo- uh, Miller and Budweiser yeah. logo on them. Yes, it well, don't cost anything. You know, Coca-Cola does the same deal. Uh, Pepsi does uh, the Coca-Cola same deal. Coca-Cola here in Illinois is a pain in the ass. I don't know if you can pull any strings with Coca-Cola or not, but I have a hell of a time trying to get a hold of Coca-Cola or Pepsi up here. Everybody's right. like, oh, we don't do that. Cheap it. No, you do do that. I know you do that because you do it for other events. I need you to do it for mine. Uh-huh. They want. And they actually want a. Before they do it, they actually want a very large venue, like a coliseum or something like that. Uh, oh, please. I have. I have dealt with them, and they've done a little for us. They, you know, they don't go overboard with it, uh, but right. like, they will discount us on the products, which is another good thing. You know, anything that you can save money on <laughs> and turn around, you know, and put into your show, and you know, show a profit on that's good too. You know, you can't. Right. You can't uh, you can't deny that. Uh, so, you know, if somebody if, if they want to come in, they want to put a banner up, and they're going to give us like uh, so many so many uh, bottles of soda for you know set a set price. You know that's right. just, just that's just ridiculous low. You know, but they want to put right. a banner up. Hell yeah, we're going to do it. You know, yeah. why, why would we not do that? Absolutely. You'd be, stu- uh, you'd be stupid not to, okay? It's like exactly. back in the day when I, when I started doing this, Tina, Monster Energy was actually distributed through the local Budweiser distributor that I was working yeah. with. Oh, shit. And they're like, so, so your venue doesn't serve booze, but it does serve Monster. So they printed me everything up with the Monster logo on it with all the show information. Right. And I tell you what, you you get that on a busy enough street, it's going to sell enough tickets. And promoters are not right. smart enough to realize that that won't cost you a penny. As long as the venue that you're working with has an account with a distributor, the distributor is more than happy to help you promote your event. Exactly. And I'm starting to he, you have to do, you have to go above and beyond. Nobody understands that anymore in 2019. The days of putting up a poster and praying to God people will come are over. You can still well, put up posters. About, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that, but you have to do more than that. Okay, there is a reason that I do, I still do uh, TV apps. And then the smaller yeah. the town, the less they're going to be. But a lot of these promoters are – I know promoters that are here. I'm, I'm in Chicago on vacation, like I said. I know promoters that run this city in Chicago that won't do TV ads. They're too expensive. But you uh-huh. have like a million people in Chicago watching Raw and SmackDown. Why the hell would you not advertise on Raw and SmackDown? Well, we're selling right. every month. Go to a bigger venue. 
the, well, the thing about everybody... the thing about advertising too, like on the cable companies in some of the cities, uh, you're able to buy tickers that run across, like while Raw or uh, you know Raw is on or something, or SmackDown is on. Uh, you can buy a ticker that runs across the screen at the bottom, you know, and and that that's not bad advertisement. No. And you know, and you it, can do it's that. not very expensive. It's not very <sighs> expensive advertisement. No. And look, I got TV ads running for my show uh, in Pontiac, Illinois, which isn't a big town. The closest big town to that is Bloomington, Illinois. And uh, (coughs) shit, I'm spending $204. They only had 12 ads available in the month of May locally. They might have had another week. I I I think we opted out of that for some reason. Can't remember the exact reason off the top of my head right now, but we opted out of doing four weeks. We just thought it would be a little too, bit too much. Uh, so he came. He, the guy comes, calls me, and he goes, "How many do you want?" I said, "I want 20 ads." I said, "I want or not t- 20." I said, "I need, yeah, 20 ads. Six on Raw, four on SmackDown. I need one to air every half an hour." Right. He got back to me. They only had 12 available over a three-week period. I said, "That's fine." We'll make it work. But you have to be smart enough to know that you don't want those TV ads running back-to-back. It's smart to have happen one time on the show. If it's happening with all your ads, then they're pointless. Um, You know, that's, that's just my take on it. And TV ads are not that expensive if you really look into it. But I'm no, I'm, no, they, I'm pre- they are not. Um, you know, and, and if you can find maybe some uh, sponsors, you know, to help you out with that, uh, maybe trade out, I, you know, trade out sponsorship money. Uh, you can do it like that, or you know, what I what we posters. do. Yeah. What we do here is we offer it as part of our sponsorship package. At a certain, yes. you know, at a certain price point. You're going to get the logo on the flyer and all of that. On another price yeah. point, you're getting your logo on that TV ad. And I don't care what anybody says, that's going to get seen. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, and, and the whole thing about sponsorship packages that nobody gets is you have to offer that sponsor as much as you can. Because if you're not, look, it was explained to me like this. You've got to make that sponsor realize they need you. Not walk in there right. making them think you need them. Right. And and too many people are like that, and that's why everybody can't get sponsors, and that's why everybody, you know, kind of fails at all of this is because they they don't have sponsors, they don't they don't have anybody they can go out and get sponsors. The people wow. that they may have going out and get sponsors aren't dressed properly or groomed properly. So they don't look like a million bucks when they walk in there. How do you expect somebody to part with their money? Right. I mean, well, it's, you it's know, a business lot of people, get... Go ahead. A lot of people, too, you know, they start the old song and dance. Well, I don't have the money to be a sponsor. Uh, you know, if, you're, if, you're, if your prices are right for the sponsorship, you know, how can you afford not to take it? Because, you know, well, not only are you helping... Not only are you helping who you're sponsoring, but you're also helping yourself. You know, because like we you said, have, their ads, yeah, their ads are going to be seen. 
We have, I believe, three sponsorship pa- four sponsorship packages. Right. We have the $50 package, the $100 package, the $150 package, or no, 50 100 200 and 250 The $250 uh, package is reserved for a bar that wants to host the after party because right. they're getting a lot out of that. They're going to make their money back off us by bringing the wrestlers there and all of that. Right. So they need to be able to pay us a, a premium to bring all of that business in. If they can't Absolutely. do that, they don't need to host it. Um, Absolutely. Then we have, I, I've had, we, you know, I've, I've actually dealt with a sponsor, you know, before that uh, sponsored us with an after party. And, I mean, it worked out fine for both of us. So, you know, you can't beat that. Actually, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you, Tina. There's been one show that I've run that I did not get paid for an after party on. Oh, one. wow. Out of, all, out of all of them that I've ever been a part of that I personally put on myself. And Steve will tell you, the one that we didn't get the after party for, we could have used the extra money for the after party because I had a promoter that came in as part of the event, and his idea was, you book my talent, I'm going to give you a set budget, you book my talent, I'll cover my payroll. Okay, cool, no problem. Booked his talent. Wednesday comes before the show. He doesn't have his money for payroll. So luckily I had the extra to be able to come over and say, well, I'm not going to make changes to the card this, you know, this close to the date. This happened on the Wednesday of the week of the show. I said, I'm not right. changing the card. If you change the card now, it, it, you put that in the fans' eyes. And when the fans right. notice that there's an issue like that going on, that's when they don't show up. <laughs> so, you know, I'll, but... I, I ended up getting stiff two hundred and fifty dollars worth of talent that night from that promoter, and not getting right. left with the part of the agreement that we uh, had come to terms on. So that was a lesson learned, and that's why I try to work by myself now. There's a, there's a couple other promoters that I work with and associate with, and that's about it. And and Absolutely. I go to them, you know, for for ring rental and insurance and stuff like that. Right. Um. Because you oh. you have to make connections like that in this business, yeah. you know there no, there are no, rings no. out there. Go ahead. Well, while we're here, uh, I'm not uh, big on changing the subject, but you know we have oh, Alan Stone on the line with us. Uh, Alan's yeah, father, I'm, 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 I'm Alan's trying, father I'm, was I'm I'm, was the like wonderful it. was the wonderful wonderful Mr. Lavon Stone. Oh. Uh, I don't know if you guys are familiar with LeBron Stone. Uh, Alan, Alan, uh, if you will, tell tell uh, the guys a little bit about your dad. Well, my dad was in it in the uh, 60s and 70s. And, uh, he, come, he, come out, he come out and retired in 74, and, and which, uh, well, about 75 or 76. And then, you know, I got to, I grew up around 80 Gilbert. About a fast party race, which uh, you know, been diagnosed with lung cancer, and Luthe is he's a great guy. Her Welch, all the Welches, I got to be around them growing up, and uh, and Daddy wrestled. He did a, a stint there for a while. As he done a German bit as Heinrich von Boulder, and uh, he went by that for a long time. And that's kind of how back in here down in the fifties days. Uh, 
Daddy was going out about the time that Lawler was coming in and getting started and got and, and got big in the business. And uh, and I, I just uh, my dad was my dad was always one of them. He, he he Dusty Rose tried to get him to come to Florida and stuff. My dad always thought he had to stay around close and, and not you know not get too far. And he he was trying to raise uh, myself and my brother and and. Uh, and of course, my daddy's in the Gulf Coast Wrestling Hall of Fame, and uh, he's in the Alabama Hall of Fame. And uh, we just—I I, I do it because I was around it, I, I guess, and, and loved it growing up. And, and which I still got a lot of connection. I was around Ricky and his dad, Paul Morton, referee Paul Morton, and and, and I just uh, uh, around Jeff Jarrett, and, and I just—I I do it, you know, because I, you know, I've got some friends. I can—I can make some calls and get get who I need, but. Uh, I just enjoy it. I'm, I'm kind of enjoy it. Uh, I try to promote this thing best I can promote it. And we've been in business 14 years, and we oh. we pretty well. We pretty well. There's one more other organization over in Mississippi. Uh, it's about as long as it's been in business about as long as we have. And we just we and Don Bass wanted Don Bass knew that come down see Don, and, and we just all kind of you know Don passed on me. Of course, my dad got cancer and left it. I just, I just, oh. I wanted me to kind of take the business and keep it going, and that's what I've been trying to do, keep it going and giving some of this young talent a place to go, and, which I can, you know, it's real good. I can, I can make a call. Like Ricky's coming early Friday. I've got a couple of boys down here that's real good, Max Mayhem and Dakota Riley. And he's going to work out with them and give them some corners, and, and then Ricky's in a position to where if he likes them and, and he'll uh, they they do real good. He can get them into Japan. Same thing with Doug Gilbert. Doug Gilbert's got a lot of connections in Japan, and he can he can help move a uh, move a guy off. I can help move a man up. I mean that's what I that's what I enjoy, and that's what I like to do. You know, I'm 56 years old, and and uh, I'm just trying to I'm trying to keep the sort of like Ricky. I try to keep it as 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 real as we can get it. I don't I don't go for the off the wall stuff, and I try to keep the mm-hmm. matches just. Just, just, just as good as I can, you know. So I enjoy, I enjoy it. I enjoy it. I enjoy it. So uh, that's, you know, that's about my take on it. We just try to have a good show, family show, and and uh, and get the people out and, and give them a give them a night for good entertainment. That's what we do. So, I guess I spoke too much. But no, I was you was you was saying a while ago. They was, he was talking about Facebook. And uh, I've got a friend here with me to pull my page up for me. Uh, just, uh, just like uh, uh, Robert, uh, Rick and Robert, we've uh, and Tina. Now you're smarter on Facebook than I, I, than I am, but uh, it's, it's saying now we're reaching like 1.6k. Now look, you'll have to explain the K part. I'm, uh, you know, I'm kind of I'm new to this space. Uh, 1.6 thousand people is what you've reached with that. Right. Um, that is not that is wow. not bad. Um, we've had, that we've is had not bad at all. Uh, one at a time. One at a time. I invite you guys to. Uh, I invite you guys to make a Facebook event because what you can actually do is uh, boost the event, which is what we did, and from yeah. there you can either tell it to draw people to the Facebook event or if you mm-hmm. put your ticket website in there, what we're doing is, is it sends them, the Facebook ad will send them right to the ticket website. 
So boom. Right. Yes. Uh, and I love it. I absolutely love it. There's been over 175 people that have looked at the ticket website, and mm-hmm. uh, they haven't all turned into ticket sales yet, but my show is not until June 1st. So I've got plenty right. of time for those people that have been looking at that page to turn into actual ticket sales. And it's, it's right. I'm telling you what, for $40, that's the best $40 I've ever spent in my life. And we're only spending 175 between the time that we started it and June 1st. And to re, uh, I think I broke it down and said that we were spending about a dollar for every 100 people we reached. Right. Might be a little bit, give or few a take, but a dollar for every 100 people you're reaching, that's, that's insane. And, and, I, and I don't know... I don't know why more promoters aren't opt to do something like that if it's going to put money back into their pocket. That, that's Absolutely. What, that's, the dif- mm-hmm. that's the difference between a promoter and a booker. Everybody wants to book. Nobody wants to promote. Nobody gets how to promote. If you can't be a successful promoter and put money back into your pocket at the end of the night, then you're not a businessman. You're not a promoter. This is an expensive hobby, and maybe you should get out of the sport. Well, you know, Sean, I've, I've said it. I've, I've said it time and time again, you know, I, I hear the thing all the time, wrestling's dead, wrestling's dead, wrestling. no, it's not, oh. promotion is dead, it's not dead, exactly. exactly. A lot but of you know, and, and promotions, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to say this, and I hope I don't offend anybody, but a lot of people's promotions around this country anyway, I don't know about Canada, I've never been up there, I've never been to Mexico, I've never been to Japan. A lot of people's companies in this country, in the USA, are deader than a church that is dead. And what I mean by that is a church that doesn't have any spirit. There are so right. many promotions around here that don't have the spirit, that don't have that oomph, that can never break through that glass ceiling. And sometimes it's not the promoter's fault, but a lot of the times it is. I mean, I, I worked for a guy that drew three people one night and called it a great a great show. Well, we got paid to be here. You had three people in the audience. I don't care if we got paid 15000 to be here. It made us look bad. Right. And nobody understood that. Everybody's like, Sean, you need to calm down. No, it made the company look bad. It made us look like a joke. And I'm not in the business of being made to look like a fool or a joke. I take what I do very seriously. I'm 28 years old. I've been doing this. It'll be 17 years in April. I don't fuck around. I don't take bullshit. She she eats, sleeps, poops, dreams, and pees wrestling. Okay? He even has a gym gym cornet-sized bladder and everything. Okay? He is nothing but wrestling. Well, uh, addicted. Yes. Um, and I, you know, honestly, if there were, were were a show up here while I've been here in Chicago, I probably would have caught it. Um, there's there's none up here during the week. Otherwise, I would have went. Um, but I, I, you know, I'm gonna let Alan or Tina ask me any questions about promoting that they'd like to. And then I've got to jump off here. I am going to uh, go and enjoy the rest of my vacation, what a uh, little bit is left of it. 
I get back on the train to go back home tomorrow afternoon. So I'm going to go out and have a couple. You're mine for 13 minutes. 13 minutes, Mother Chucker. 13 minutes. I know. Okay. I'm going to get ready to go to the uh, lovely Boys Town in Chicago, Illinois, and have a few drinks and look at some, um, we'll just say hot menses, and I'm going to have fun. Um, right. Because I am, I am probably Illinois, the only one that I know of, Illinois' only openly gay promoter here in Illinois. And there's a lot of right. people that are turned back by that. And I said, look, I could, I could hire 20 million athletic guys from the city that could do a better job than you, some of you that are in the ring. It's not right. about that. I do this because I have passion. I'm not doing it for the eye candy. Although, have there been some attractive people that have worked for me over the years? Yes, there have. But it's not about that. I don't make it a sexual thing. I have people that joke with me in my locker room. It's, we, but we have boundaries, too. We, we, oh, my gosh, you should. You know, I, you know I, I, Steve will tell you, because I almost did it one night. This guy apologized his ass off, but he let the word faggot fly. And I said, oh, no. Okay. I said, oh, no. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. And oh, no is right. Oh, my God. Sean, you, you missed it last night, man, because we had um, Will Huckabee on. We know about that and, and the racism he faced. Oh, my God. The N-word was flying so hard, I had to get an anti-nausea. I almost threw up. Okay. Oh, my goodness. Oh, yeah. No, I, I, I have family members, too, right? That are that are half black, so it's like, please stop, don't do it. You know, I grew up in the seventies with with her, and I had I had to protect my cousin. Yeah. You know, so it's just like hearing it is like yeah. a shot right in my chest. Right, but of course he was explaining what he was going through in that show. Yeah, so. yeah it broke my heart. Broke my heart. It yeah. Really did. Yeah. <sighs> But yeah, to use to use the F word or um, I, I'm allowed to use it, Sean will let me, or faggot is is just not cool. It, you may as well, you know. As far as I'm concerned, it's the same disrespect and it's basically the same word. Right. right. Well, and it is. Yeah. And, and, like if you, you call know, me a dirty dyke, I'd have to kill you. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's one of those things where we'll show you, you need to there. you need to show respect to whoever you're working for, no matter their sexual orientation, gender, or what have you. Because, okay, I'm the first, I'm Illinois' first openly gay promoter. Are you really? For real? Yes. Yeah. Oh, my. Good. Good for you, honey. I'm proud of you now. But at the same time, 15 to 20, even 30 years from now, we could have the first transgender Promoter yeah. in Illinois. Well, and right. we've, we've we've interviewed um, a tra- one of the first transgendered uh, wrestlers here, so the progression right. is not surprising. It really. Well, really and it, but it's 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 the nature of the beast, mm. and if you can't have respect for somebody that's gay, oh God, the, the disrespect I think, that I see towards trans people is sickening. Uh-uh. Absolutely my, sickening. I have two friends. I have two friends that are trans. And um, my my female, she's my female. She just she works in an outreach center, so some of the things she has to hear every single day. 
you know. And um, my my boy actually is like a son to me. Um, hi, Grayson. Anyways, um, Grayson is in the, the restaurant industry, and he he doesn't have any problems. Well, of course, it's Toronto. <laughs> You know, we're, I'm not going to say we're the end-all, be-all, but we have hosted World Day Pride and, and whatnot here, and we do have a huge LGBTQ community. Okay, enormous. And I grew, I mean, and you can't really phase me with it. I like women, but I was brought up around it. I had, and, and I don't care what anybody says to this statement because they're comfortable with it, so I'm comfortable with saying it. I had an Aunt John and Uncle Bruce growing up. Darn right I did. And I have, you know, so it's like, you can't face me with this thing, but that you know the the plight of the trans person right now is more is just about as disgusting and hard and tough, if not for what straight up gay men and women had to put up with. You know, we had, exactly. to, put stone, we had to put up with stone walls, and and I mean where where the where the cops were were ransacking our our clubs, raping the women and beating up the men. Okay, right, right. We, we've lived I mean, through that, and I know they lived through it there, too, Sean. Well, and that's just it. We we have to be careful what the world – we have to socially accept what our society is calling socially acceptable, whether that be – you know, I'm going to use this reference because I, I watched the show last night before I went to bed – but uh, the, on one episode of Futurama, they okay, get right. a brain slug. They get a brain slug on their head. You know that oh, yeah. could be okay. the next thing. That could be the next yep. thing. Humans with brain slugs. If that's what the world comes to, we have to accept it. And the wrestling Whoa. business has to do the same. Well, just For, now there's in a order to, outbreak, so nothing surprises me. There's a measles outbreak right now, so I'm not surprised yeah. and nothing. The wrestling business will move on the same way it has for decades. If yep. you can't adjust yeah. to what's going on in the world and let that happen in wrestling too, then maybe you don't need to be in wrestling either. Okay, I know, I know, I know that Sonya Deville is openly gay. Um, either do we WWE or anywhere else that is, is shown on television? Are there besides well, Dalton Castle is more androgynous. Are there any other openly gay male or female or trans wrestlers in, like, the big business, like, on getting TV time? Sonny Kiss will be coming to All Elite Wrestling. That's, that was groundbreaking. I believe there's another one. Uh, oh, oh, God. Nyla Rose is transgender, from what I've been told. Oh. Either that or gay. One of the two. I don't care. Whichever. I'm, I'm, I'm happily pleased and proud. Thank you. So, you know, there's we're making strides in the wrestling business. Things that wouldn't have happened 20, 30 years ago are happening now. And it's rubbing mm-hmm. some people the wrong way. And it's She's going to. That. But it's going to happen. I right. mean, it's, it, it's going to happen. So you can either socially adjust or you can be the black sheep that's left out when you decide that you're going to say a derogatory thing to somebody that, you know, may be a little bit different than you. Right. Um, and, you know, I've, I've, always, I've always found that just, just uh, you know, people that, that, can't, that can't accept others as they are, you know, no, no, one, no one on this earth is perfect. You know, they're, they're not. 
And you know, we've all got we've all got things in our closet. Maybe you know things that we aren't proud of. Maybe you know maybe we've made great strides. Maybe we've had things in our lives that we're not too proud of. But you know what? That's our business. We all have. You know that that is our business. And and you know what what someone else does should have no impact on whether or not the wrestling show is good. Mm-hmm. As soon as well, and that's the other thing. Close, as soon as the bedroom door is closed, that's time for you to shut your eyes and shut your mouth. Right. Where it comes to being disgusting. Like I said last night, Morgan Freeman quote, homophobia. <laughs> You're not afraid of anything. You're an asshole. Mm-hmm. We don't, what, 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 are you afraid? Okay, Sean, breathe as I say this and don't drink anything. What, are you afraid that the gays are going to come into your house and redecorate and make it look better than you ever could and change up your lifestyle and change up your wardrobe and, and you might be happy? Is that what you're afraid of? <laughs> well, stranger things have been known to happen. Are we around it for the straight guys? Well, hmm. I never got where they called it that show because, you know, uh, if I were a TV producer and were to name a TV show that, I, I would queer high yeah, for the straight guy. Well, <laughs> it's just a, well, it's misleading. Well, <laughs> <laughs> um, guys, I, but, guys, I have got to get off of here. I have I have seriously enjoyed it tonight. Okay, I've got to get off of here, yeah, and right. I will be back. Okay. I'll be back with you next Wednesday. I'll, I've enjoyed it. Okay. Uh, thank you, thank you for having Alan Stone, Ricky Morton, and myself. Uh, Oh, I don't know, maybe I'm going to hang on with you a little while. And uh, if, if not, you know, I'll, I'll see you guys back next Wednesday. Oh. Okay, thank you very awesome. much, Tina. All right. We'll love to see you. All right, thank you, guys. I'll love see you, guys. Friday. Thank Bye-bye. you. Thank you. <laughs> Great night, folks. Oh, right. this is damn fun. <laughs> yeah. Look, I've enjoyed it. As a matter of fact, it's... I gotta, I gotta get off here myself. I've gotta get home. I've been at the building all day working, getting everything oh, ready for Friday. I appreciate wow. you having me on. Oh, and, we appreciate uh, hey, you too. I'll try. I'll try yeah. to, uh, you know, I, 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 I probably have a handsome Jimmy down here, maybe in a couple of months. And and uh, me and Lawler's been talking a little bit. And I may have him come, oh. so I'll try to get him to get on there with y'all. And, and uh, oh, that would be awesome. I appreciate it, but I. That, uh, I, I might show on a, I believe the Facebook, like, you know what, I, I have a lot of, the thing about us down here is, Will, uh, I kind of enjoyed your commercials last week, when I get to listen to some of my, we're sort of in that boat down here, you don't have a drive that promotion down, down the road, and, you know, that's the reason I use Facebook, because a lot of man, you spend $60 on posters, and uh, you can you can just about spend that on Facebook and get out just as good because you have trouble now with some of them around that will want to go by and tear your posters down and stuff. And so I, I'm starting. I'm learning the Facebook deal. I've got Tina helping me come in. But I'm, I'm starting learning a little bit, and it, it seems to me like it's helping a lot. You get a lot. You get. I'm getting. I'm picking up more. I'm seeing new faces every week, and I. And a lot of them saying, well, I've seen your page on Facebook. And I believe that Facebook, the Twitter, and the Instagram is helping a lot better than going the, the days of kind of going out and throwing posters. You can put a, we, I still put a few posters out uh, around locally, but I believe that social media is going to help the rest of it. 
and uh, and get it up. So I, I and, uh, but I enjoyed you I enjoyed coming on, and, and I appreciate y'all having me on. And I probably need to get home and eat. But I need, but I do appreciate y'all having me on. If I can help y'all and hey. say something, I didn't. I got somebody close, so I'll try to help y'all get them on the show for me. All right, well, I appreciate good. that. Thank, Thank you very you much, so Alan. Much. Yes, right. yes, and I appreciate it. Thank, thank y'all. All right. Thanks for coming All up. Right. Much love. Much love to you. All right. I am going to play this. I am going to leave all of you, my co-hosts, yep, uh, tonight with Belladonna by the Black Mood. Enjoy, right, folks. Take, take off. <laughs>
Saturday night at the Northeast Philly International Guard Armory. Craptastic Wrestling presents a non-star-studded car of unexplainable matches featuring the Mid-Afternoon Express versus Captain Fantastic and the Brown Dirt Cowboy in a Falls Count Nowhere match. Jerry Idol versus Austin Waller in a fully empty arena match. Our main event, Arnold Ziffel Jr. versus Oliver Wendell Douglas IV in a Fans Bring the Steel Cage parts match. Admission is just $1 because that's all this crap is worth. That's Craptastic Wrestling this Saturday. Doors open at 6 p.m. Matches start whenever we feel like it. Be there! Especially the way guns are being used today, and Stephen Blue can probably agree with me. When we were kids, yeah, you want to go? We went round and round. We took a couple of rounds of, out of each other. Sometimes we were friends afterwards. Sometimes another fight would happen next week. But nobody, nobody wanted to stab anybody. No, very rarely, anyways. And nobody wanted to shoot anybody. You know, it's like, what? Are you fucking chicken? We see how big your balls are. Why don't you drop the gun and put up your fist? We don't even care if you want to roundhouse our fucking heads. Come at us, bitch. You don't need a gun. Come at us. Gun laws will only only help for people who abide by laws. You're right. 
Yeah, and then you get those right to bear arm, arms, and uh, they seem to forget that the Constitution says, in times of war, you may form a militia. You know? It's just, it's just The militia is really aren't the problems. It's the, the street thugs that are the problems, and they don't really seem to care about the laws. So. Yeah, we've got, we, we had a couple of years ago, we had something in Toronto known as the Summer of the Gun. We had, oh my God, I lost count at 50 that one summer. It, it was bad. You know, we, we have we've got like a lot of gun violence here in Toronto, but so does every other big city. But, you know, it's just getting, I don't know, you know, like, especially with kids shooting up their schools. How are they getting these guns? Why are they accessible? Why do they know you even have them? Why aren't they locked up? Why are they, you know, like that one kid in, in the grocery store reaching to his mother's purse, what was he, three years old, popped his mom in the head by accident? Like, they don't put a safety on your gun? Come on. My sister, my sister has a pink lock, okay, and even she knows a gun safety. But she she lives out in the country, so, yeah. She lives in Redneckville, so, yeah. But there's a, but, you know, I don't know, we... Like, sure, there's people that are hobbyists and have their guns and go to the gun range. And sure, there are people that have guns that need some, but, you know, that's few and far between, really, here. Unless you're a gangster, here, there's really no, like, why you need a gun. I don't get it. Mm-hmm. To protect myself from what? From what you need to protect yourself. Oh, for people breaking into my house, what? You got some massive haters that are coming after you? What? <laughs> Who drank the hate rate? It just, I don't understand guns. I probably never will. I don't understand any of it. And I mean, sure, I used to read guns and animals. Yeah, I used to like guns at one time, you know. But sure, I wanted a, a set of Desert Eagles, but that's beside the point. But then my a, a boy I considered my son got shot in the head one night. So, for why? For being gay. That's why. Sorry, a cross dressing. Cross-dressing gay man, making a living, you know? So that's why I don't like guns. Nope. Don't make me talk to myself, people. All right. Don't. All right. Well, let's, okay. Um, the uh, <laughs> FDP filing uh, from WWE has um, revealed the uh, salary pay for their top five executives. Uh, yeah, I'm here. It's a background noise. Oh, I was about to ask. Aha, get out of my head. You never got the yeah. Well, I mute my TV. Sorry, baby girl. Okay. <laughs> I know where it comes from, <laughs> but it's okay. It's fine. Uh, Anyways, WWE. Well, no. Um, Vince Vince's salary um, for uh, last year, or well, for uh, 2019 is going to be $1.4 million. Um, Vince's salary. Yes. Why does he need a salary? He owns shit and he has everything. You know, like, when it's his birthday, like, what the hell do you get him? What do you do, man? Get him a Starbucks card? Like, he doesn't need anything. Like, he's, oh, my God. I. Uh, this is why, that's another reason why I, I'd be really weird if I won, if I won, if I became a gajillionaire or something, okay, I'd probably move to, like, the mountains and build myself a cabin with everything I need, you know, run off of solar and, and have a canoe and pat, paddle into, into the city once a week to get my stuff and go. 
Okay, that's what I would do if I was had a disposable income. So I don't know about yeah. y'all. <laughs> I'd have cable yeah. and everything, but I don't. I'd have cable and all the amenities I need, electricity, running water, all I need, and everything. But that don't mean I have to be near y'all, right? Yeah. So. yeah. <laughs> Fly in to see wrestling shows, you know. Still be a millionaire, but live away from y'all. Straight up. So I don't understand why he needs a salary, which means even if he's not there, he still gets paid. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, um, like Trump President uh, George Perios, uh receives a salary of $935,250, which is the same that uh, Co-President Michelle Wilson gets. Um, Triple H, who is, of course, the Executive Vice President of Talent, Live Events, and Creative, uh, receives $710,000. Kevin Dunn, Jim Cornette's favorite person, $950,000. Now, um, now here, now here's their total compensation for um, 2018, which includes salary, stock awards, non-equity, incentive plan compensation, and other compensation. Um, okay. Vince made five million six hundred fifty-eight thousand two hundred thirty-eight. Um, My lord. Burials. Burials. Wilson made nine million one hundred eight thousand three hundred and forty two. Wilson made nine million one hundred and eighty eight thousand five hundred and eighty six. Oh my god. Um Trump making his pay as a performer. Five million thirty one thousand four hundred and fifty nine. And uh Kevin Dunn five million nine hundred and thirty two thousand one hundred and fourteen. So they're making ho- so they're making they're making hold on, Steve, they're making hockey player money is what you're telling me, and basketball player money. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, salary caps, mother chuckers, salary caps. That's what you need. I'm sorry, I don't well, I don't believe I don't believe in being overpaid for doing I get it, but I don't believe in being paid overpaid for something that you love to do. It's the same as hockey. And I mean like you're not a politician who's taking my money. You're sure you're providing me a service and for the better part of the time, it is a good service, but oh, <laughs> I, can you tell I really don't like money? I can't, I can't stand money. I hate what it yeah. does to people. I hate what it makes them do, and I hate how they keep having to have it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Triple H just as a performer was three million sixty nine thousand six hundred sixty seven. Uh, Stephanie made uh, two point eight one million in. Uh, um, 2018, which included her non-executive pay, and Shane McMahon made 955,175 in performer oh. pay. Okay. Well, okay. Well, he still doesn't. He's not okay. Why does he need such a big salary for maybe a match every couple of weeks if we're lucky? And he's not. I mean, I'm not going to say the man can't wrestle, but he it. He can hold his own, but he's not—he's not like Jeff Hardy or or even, you know, like he's not acting like he's Ricochet or something, or even 
somebody bigger paid, like, I'm not giving, I'm not going to ramble off names just because I'm not going to, but it's yeah. just, mm-mm. And, and, and like I said last <clears throat> night, make up your mind. Are you going to be, are you going to be a McMahon or are you going to be a worker? Make up your mind. Yeah, yeah. Um, Rusev posting up some more cryptic tweets. Um, oh, shoot. Uh, he posted up uh, this picture um, from SmackDown that uh, somebody had um, posted saying, it was so awesome seeing you last night, and to which he replied, you might have seen the last of me, too. Who says this? Uh, Rusev. Oh, shoot. For real? Well, they have not been happy with the direction things have gone for them. In the last several months, mm-hmm. than that. So he's he's talented. That's the whole thing, you know. I don't know. I don't know, man. Yeah. But the thing with the thing with English kind of made it lackluster. But I liked him before English. <clears throat> I I like him. I mean, say what you want. I love Lana. I really do. But I yeah, you you can you can wrestle. You hold your own. You know Charlotte Flair. But yeah, I go back to just her being a valet. You know what I'm saying? The, uh, oh, say Uh, yeah. Um, Phoenix is um, Phoenix is reporting. He's uh, he was on a. Uh, recent podcast uh, on Wrestling Inc. And he said they're working, they're allowed to work in any company but WWE. And he said, he said, we're in every company except for WWE because their contracts are nuts. (coughs) The time is coming up. (coughs) I don't know if it's WWE. I don't know. Um, The moment now is the best because I can wrestle whatever wrestler in MLW, whatever wrestler in AEW, in AAW, in Japan, in England, in Mexico. I'm free and I love it. So, um, and now, um, there's definitely going to be some, uh, uh, situations. Uh, Tommaso Ciampa is going to undergo neck surgery tomorrow. Oh damn! Oh man, not Ciampa. Yep. Oh. This is why we can't have nice things. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> I'm sorry. Exactly. I, 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 uh, I, I. Okay, he's a total dickhead, but you know what? I love him, and I really do. And and the feud with him and Gargano, awesome. The work he's done in the WWE the main roster so far, awesome. But you know what, yeah. buddy? I hope it's nothing massive. I hope you're not getting fused or anything else. It is. It is. It's yeah. an anterior surgery. Ah. Every time, yeah, it looks to be three to six months. Um, they'll know better once they uh, complete the surgery. Yeah. So. And the swelling goes down and shit. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All yeah. right, Champa, heal up fast, Godspeed. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, 
All right. You know what? I'm I'm I just am where I can't handle okay. it. My yeah, I'm, Steve, I'm, Steve's I'm, feeling guys. Yeah, Steve's feeling like a ten pound of shit stuffed into a five pound bag. Yeah. So yeah. I'm gonna go ahead and call it a night. Thanks to uh, Ricky Morton for uh, joining us. Uh, thanks to Tina Gant and uh, um, Alan Reed. We'll have them on next week as well, and who knows who else. Um, so uh, don't forget, we're back here uh, live Tuesday night at uh, ten nine Central Time. Uh, we'll be covering Fast Lane and a few other things that uh, happen between now and then. So on behalf of uh, Sean and Jess, I am the Dean of Wrestling Referee, Steve Kane, along with my co-host. I'm chaotic, Katie. The reason why the show will never be a bag of dicks. All right, folks, you know what time it is. Let's get out.
Every new beginning comes from some other beginning end. 